Hey, 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 welcome to the Chestin Podcast. How's everyone doing out there? I know, oh my God, it's like almost the end of 2022. It's like I'm on go mode, like nonstop, because we have Thanksgiving coming up. My birthday is like the same weekend after Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then New Year's. It's like so much going on. I'm going to be traveling like crazy. I always go back home to go see my family. But um, we're going to go ahead and get into these hot topics for October 31st to November 6th. Um, obviously, October 31st is Halloween 2022. Um, who out there celebrated? I hope everybody was safe when they celebrated. I really didn't get a chance. It's like every year, it just seems like it goes by so fast. I don't have the time to even plan for it buy my costume or anything like that but obviously somebody was having a party and celebrating because michael jackson's thriller it reached number one on u.s apple music which is a big deal and i didn't even realize that michael jackson's thriller was a halloween song but i mean if you remember the video you're like duh it obviously has a halloween theme to it so but i think that's cool and i think it's kind of like you know how Mariah Carey goes number one every year for All I Want for Christmas for You. I think that's the same thing that's going to happen with Michael Jackson's Thriller. Because I just realized that this year, I'm like, oh my God, it's, it's charting with number one on U.S. Apple Music. So meaning people associate Thriller with Halloween, which is going to be cool. Um, for, you know, years to come, people are going to be playing Thriller, you know, as the Halloween song. But anyways, um, did anyone check out all the celebrity costumes online? Um, some of my favorites were, you know, Nicki Minaj as Cinderella with her booty out. That was so cute. Also, she had um, a family type of Halloween theme with um, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. And it involved her her son and her husband. I thought that was super cute, too. Um, shout out to Beyonce and her family doing the Proud Family parody. That was so cute. And Beyonce being, you know, um, the mama and the grandmother, uh, Trudy and Sugar Mama. I thought that was just so creative. I thought Miss Tina would be Sugar Mama, but <laughs> um, she probably was like, no, I'm not doing all that. <laughs> so uh, Beyonce decided to, tip to, you know, play both roles. And one of my standouts, like one of my favorite, favorite ones is um, Heidi Klum. Hands down as that giant earthworm or what doom worm or whatever she was. I thought that was so creepy and cool at the same time. It freaked me out, but seeing the interviews of her talking in the costume, I was like, oh my God, it's so cool, it's so cute. And then like the cake, the the frosting on the cake, I'm sorry, the frosting on the cake for me is when I got to see the video of her at some type of Halloween after party and she was dancing to juveniles back that thing up in a costume. That girl is dedicated to Halloween and you can tell she she puts the time and the money because that co that costume looked expensive and it looked legit and she definitely looked like a worm <laughs> that you put on your hook to to you know to go fishing to you know to cast your your fishing uh, uh I want to say net but it's not a net uh line fishing line um it was it was just cute I was like that is so dope like she always turns out halloween I, I definitely want to give her the title of you know queen of halloween but uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm sure more celebrities are going to step it up in the upcoming years. But so many people did so many good things. It's great to see. I love it. I love seeing people get into the Halloween spirit, you know, spirit as long as they're, you know, no, doing nothing crazy. It's it's safe, you know, and it's all in good fun. But moving on, you know, from Halloween 2022, um, the independent reports 
Elon Musk dissolves Twitter board of members and makes himself sole director. I don't know if you guys have been following my episodes. We've been following Musk, um, Elon Musk, uh, the billionaire that is over SpaceX and uh, Tesla. He now uh, took over Twitter, as you guys, if you've been following my episodes, you guys know, or you've been anywhere you look, you, you'll know that Elon Musk now owns Twitter. It's obvious. And um, he first he's just been making so many changes. He's been he's trying to figure out um, the best way possible to capitalize off of this uh, social media app. Like he's going to get his money's worth <laughs> since he spent forty four billion dollars on the app. Come on now. Um, but continuing, the board had previously been made up of nine directors. It's one of the number of changes that Musk made within days of buying and taking over Twitter. Yes days like he walked in there and he just started firing everybody but let me continue so what we do know what what is confirmed is that they and um, twitter has announced twitter blue which will be eight dollars per month and users will have priority and what does priority mean um that means you'll be more visible there are more visibility in replies mentions and searches and also you will be verified you'll have your little check and Musk, he said, he's explained why he's doing this now. He said that he wants to get rid of the bots, the fake accounts and Twitter, which I think is kind of fair. And what I like about this um, being verified is that anybody can be verified. It's no, no longer a status. You don't have to be famous. It's really just verifying that you are a real person. You are a real user on Twitter. I think that's pretty awesome. Um, but... Twitter will not allow anyone who was deplatformed, meaning if you were, you know, kicked off, um, if you were, you know, okay, let me, I'm sorry, let me just continue that. So who was deplatformed for violating Twitter rules back on the platform until they have a clear process will take a few weeks, meaning um, I don't, he really didn't go into uh, detail about the process, but it seems like to me there's some type of agreement before he just lets you clear, especially if you were deplatformed before. I'm, I'm sure there's some type of, okay, I'm, we're going to let you back on, but as long as you know you can't do X, Y, Z, I'm sure, I, I, I'm hoping, <laughs> I don't know Elon Musk, so I'm hoping this is what, he, since it takes a few weeks to get the account back, you know, up and running, I'm, I'm sure there's like hoops that you have to jump through and agreements you have to agree to to be put back on the platform. Um, also, Elon Musk wants to bring back uh, the popular Vine. I don't know if anybody remembers Vine out there. Um, it was the short form video app, which Twitter shut down um, in 2016. It was like the the parent of TikTok. It was it was before TikTok even was thought of. Vine. I don't know if anybody remembers Vine out there. It's been so long ago, but it was like little short videos that were hilarious that people used to. It, basically, it was like TikTok before TikTok. It was Vine, but um, he definitely he's he's already talking about bringing that back. Obviously, he wants to compete with TikTok, which is like the number one social media app right now for sure. Is TikTok? TikTok is taken over. But um, he's trying to bring back Vine, obviously trying to compete with TikTok. Um, with TikTok. But um, since Elon Musk's uh, takeover of Twitter, nearly one million users have deactivated their accounts and half a million more were suspended. So that's a lot of users <laughs> um, having issues with their Twitter accounts, basically. Um, and also, Elon Musk, he cut three, well, not three, sorry, uh, 3,700 jobs. That's about half of Twitter's global staff. 
So he just went in there and just started firing everybody, which I think is a bad move. Um, I do believe that the reason why Twitter has that many employees is because it takes that many employees employees to run that social media network. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I burped. Sorry. It, it takes that many uh, people to run such um, uh, a big platform, which is Twitter. Like, I don't think you can just go in there and start firing people and then name yourself as the person that's overseeing what they did, which makes no sense to me. I mean, I, I you know, Elon Musk, I'm sure he knows about business, but I don't think he knows how to run a social media platform. I think this is the one thing that's going to kick his butt. I think, but, but let me go ahead and, and finish. Cause like while I'm going on my, about my thoughts, but let me go ahead and like finish with what's been reported so far. So, so yeah, like I was saying before, he cut 300, uh, sorry, not 300, 3,700 jobs, which is about half of Twitter's global staff. Um, so that led to a clash, uh, sorry, that led to a class action lawsuit being filed over the mass firing of employees without a 60 day notice. So those employees are PO'd as they should be. But the crazy thing is, days later, Twitter, they reached out to some of the employees that were fired and asked them to return. Basically, they were asked to return because they realized that they are needed for whatever tasks that they were over when they were, you know, employed with the company. I think that Elon Musk should, you know, slow it down on the firings. I get you're trying to cut costs. You're trying to get profits back because you just spent 44 billion dollars on the app and and obviously you know twitter was serious about getting you know whoever you know was at twitter or who was running twitter before elon musk took over obviously they were tired because you know they did a counter suit lawsuit where they they held him you know um they held him accountable they held him responsible for making that deal that 44 billion dollar deal and then backing out of it they were like no 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 you're not backing out of it you made this offer we're gonna go ahead and go through with this offer and you're gonna buy the social media platform so it's like somebody was trying to get rid of twitter basically that's all i'm saying but i just think if you're gonna take over something like that i think you need to get an understanding of what you know the monster that you have now you know that you you own now and I don't think it's best that you're just firing people left and right because what's going to happen is you're going to I'm I'm just very scared for Twitter right now. That's all I'm going to say. That's all, <laughs> that's how, that's how I feel. But um continuing on, um Elon Musk, he tweeted and deleted a link to a conspiracy theory about the attack on Paul Pelosi. Now, that is the husband of senior Democratic politician, Nancy Pelosi. Um, so by Elon Musk even doing that, it shows his actions are proving the theory that we will see abuse, harassment and misinformation grow on Twitter. That is my fear. One thing I did enjoy about Twitter before Musk's takeover was that any false information, anything like that, any hateful speech would get called out. It would be out of here. Anything misleading, any false information, it would be out of here. They would like, you know, correct your tweet or, you know, put a post on it saying that this information is false. I don't see that being done under Musk's um, ownership now. So it's kind of scary to see where Twitter's going to go, you know. Um, but 
continuing on, all accounts pretending to be Musk have been permanently suspended, including Kathy com- comedian Kathy um sorry comedian Kathy Griffin's account. Now, mind you, she changed her name and profile picture to Elon Musk and encouraged followers to vote for Democratic candidates for the election that is actually happening today. Like as we speak, the election that's happening today. I hope you guys went out and vote. I did my duty. I hope you did too. Um, but like I said, um, all believe all uh, all before you know the vote today. You know the um, election today. Um, this is all going down on Twitter. You have uh, Elon Musk tweeting and deleting. You know false information, conspiracy theories about the attack on you know Paul Pelosi. And then you have Kathy Griffin uh, changing her identity to Elon Musk and basically tweeting, um, you know, tweeting and encouraging people on Twitter to vote for, you know, Democratic candidates, which is I'm sure um, Mr. Musk is not, you know, with, you know, he's a a billionaire. So I'm sure he's on the Republican side. Um, I'm really scared. I really don't know what to do with all this information. Like, what is going to happen to Twitter? That is, like, my only question. What is going to happen to Twitter? Like, it, I just have a feeling it's going to get worse. Like, it's just not... We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm going to be optimistic before I'm pessimistic. So, I'm going to think the best before... Um, I'm, I'm just going to think the best and, and keep, you know, the best in mind. Because I don't... I, I really do enjoy Twitter. And it's one of my favorite social media platforms, honestly, um, that and Instagram. And I feel like they're messing with both. And there's been a lot of changes done to both. And I just I'm scared that <laughs> these so many changes done is going to draw people away from these platforms, because the last thing I want to do is get on TikTok. I just have a bit, you know, I don't know why I just have a bad feeling about TikTok. I don't trust it. You know, I don't know. There's just something about that app. You know, now that everybody on the planet is on it, it's just, it's too, I don't know. I'm going to give it a little bit more time before I even think about going on to TikTok, you know, to TikTok. But I definitely want to stay on Twitter and Instagram. I just hope they don't continue to, you know, mess it up or make it worse. I hope it just, please try to make it better if you can. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Moving on. Taylor Swift continues to make history as the first artist to occupy the top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. Okay, congratulations, Miss Swift. Um, reports say she would have occupied the top 10 with her streaming numbers alone. Okay, so I have to stop for a minute right there. We're going to have to take it back. I'm sorry because this all ties in. Um, I don't know. Um, back in 2016, Nicki Minaj, she is credited as the most vocal proponents of counting streams towards an, uh, towards an artist sales and certifications. Okay, so you kind of have to say it with me. Thank you, Nicki. <laughs> like it, it all ties in like it's crazy. But um, side note, her biopic. Nicki Minaj's it's going to be so epic and informative for those who don't know all the things she's fought for and have came true or all the things she's called out and have changed like but anyways back to Taylor Swift breaking her records okay so she breaks the record for female artists with the most top 10 hits she has 40 um mind you Drake is number one um he has the most top 10 hits of any artist currently 
Um, he's the artist of the, was, was it the millennium or decade? He's one of them, that billboard name. Like, he's like, he, if we had, you know, as far as the king and queen of the industry, it's between uh, Drake and Taylor Swift, definitely. Them two are, you know, duking it out for, you know, most hits, most albums. So, like, it's it's crazy to me. But anyways, moving on. Swift is the first album, sorry, the first artist to have a number one album and a number one song four times. She's done this four times, okay? And she also announced her The Eras Stadium Tour, which will be kicking off in Glendale, Arizona on March 18th, 2023. Uh, the tour has 26 dates, and tickets run from $49 to $449, and VIP packages are from $199 to $899. Just letting all my Taylor Swift fans know out there what to be expecting if you plan on seeing her next summer um, or next spring to summer um, in 2023 when she goes on her stadium tour. But um, back to Nicki Minaj continuing on her. Um, she becomes the first female rapper in history to score 10 top 10 hits at U.S. Pop Radio. Congratulations, Nicki Minaj, continuing to break records, you know, uh, 15 plus years in your career still, still doing it, or 12 plus years, whatever it is. She's, it's definitely been over 10 plus years, like she's doing her thing. She's running it, like she's really doing it, so I'm not mad at her. But continuing on, Deadline reports Friday the 13th prequel series titled Crystal Lake ordered at Peacock. Okay, so I don't know if anybody's excited about this. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of iffy. I feel like Hollywood is running out of ideas with these prequels and reboots. Like, I know there's people out there that are cre- creating stories it's just that you guys are overlooking them. Hollywood is overlooking them. I know there's original stories out there that are coming out. They're just being overlooked. Because this is, I mean, I, it could go either way for me, okay? Like, it sounds exciting, but at the same time, I'm like, really? Do we want to see a prequel to Friday the 13th? The whole Jason series? But anyways, okay, so let me continue. The original fi- Friday the 13th film, it follows a group of teenage camp counselors who are murdered at a summer camp. If nobody's ever seen it, I I would, I mean, if you're a fan of horror films or, or if you're into horror films, that should be like one of the films. It's a classic. Everybody should see that movie. Um, but that that's the one where Jason's mother is the killer. Um, if anybody, I, I hope I didn't spoil that for anybody out there. It's, it's, it's a movie from the 80s. Like you can... Go back, watch it, okay? Like, it, it's, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, um, it's been out. So I, I hope my listeners, if anybody out there has seen it, I hope I'm not spoiling it for anybody, but if you have not seen it, please see it. Um, um, the full details of the plot of the series are being kept under wraps. So they definitely want to keep this, like, uh, like a buzz I, I see. You know, they want it out there. Um, I like the title, Crystal Lake, because that is the lake that, the camp was at, um, the counselors were at, um, in Friday the 13th. Um, we'll see. I'm, I'm going to give it a chance because um, if they do it right, then I, it, it could be good. And Peacock, I'm really onto Peacock. That's actually a good app. They have great shows on there and great movies. Um, so, uh, okay, we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance. All right. So moving on to the next topic, um, takeoff. I just, this breaks my heart. It's really sad. Um, I hate doing, I hate reporting stuff like this, but 
um, take off. He's dead at 28, which is ridiculous, but he's dead at 28 and he was killed in Houston, Texas. Um, Quality Control Music, they released a statement saying a stray bullet is what killed Takeoff. Um, reports say he was shot at 810 billiards and bowling after Quavo was playing dice. An altercation broke out and someone opened fire, uh, shooting Takeoff in the head and torso. This is what's being reported. Um, he was pronounced dead at the scene. Uh, two hours earlier, Takeoff and Quavo, they were posting pictures and footage at the bowling alley. Um you know, of their night out in Houston's Fifth Ward. Now, I don't know if anybody else has been in Houston out there. I have. <clears throat> I've been to Houston, visited a few times. Um, and let me tell you something. <laughs> Anything with a ward behind it, we I, we were told, you know, be careful. <laughs> so third ward, fifth ward, anything with ward behind it, you know, you got to be careful. That That's all I'm going to say. So, I, you know, um, it's just unfortunate, and it's sad. And he was one of, like, the coolest members of Migos. I do remember that one of the, he was never confrontational. He seemed like he was on his business. He was focused on rapping. Like, he wasn't with the beefs and the, you know, the slick talking of other people. Like, he never came out his mouth. Like, and I, and I think that was pretty dope about Takeoff. That said a lot about him, actually, him being silent was a lot louder than the other members always speaking. So that's that's what I want to say about him. But um, people who were at the scene, um, they are alleging that it was someone in Takeoff and Quavo's camp that fired the shot that killed Takeoff. And I think that is just so crazy to me. Um, there's been a lot of silence with Quavo. I really haven't heard nothing or no statement, you know, coming, you know, out from him, you know, Um we did get a statement from quality control music, you know, but um, it, it has been kind of silent with Quavo and his, you know, his statement or what his words, maybe in the cup, you know, upcoming weeks, the upcoming weeks, he'll say something. Maybe there will be a statement um, or we'll just have to wait until the funeral and he'll, you know, hear what he has to say. I, I don't know. But this once again, like I said, it's sad. I'm tired of these young hip hop dudes dying. It just seems like it's more fre frequent within these like past two to three years. Like it just seems like every few months you see on the social media somebody posting a young rapper getting shot and killed in a restaurant, bowling alley, you know, in a public space where they, they should feel safe and they should be enjoying themselves. But unfortunately, um, it, it doesn't you know in you know end up that way and and like i said before it really sucks it's really senseless um rest in peace take off i'm really sorry uh moving on to the next topic usa today reports mariah carey is developing a tv series inspired by her memoir with lee daniels oh this is pretty good okay so the show will follow carrie from adulthood I'm sorry, not from adulthood, from childhood through adulthood. That's what the show will be about. Uh, Mariah Carey says that they are more concerned with casting a talented actress than someone who can sing. And she's quoted as saying, um, as you know, regarding that, she's quoted Mariah Carey. She says, we have the music. They can sing along to it. <laughs> okay. Mariah Carey is not looking for a singer. She's looking for an actress. Just letting you guys know out there. And Mariah Carey, she also revealed to USA Today that she owns all her masters. That's a that's a big deal. So she has the music ready for her um, her TV series. You know, I'm really excited. This is it's 
you know, I did not get a chance to read her memoir, but I heard it was good and I heard it was revealing and there was a lot of good stuff in there. And, it, you know, I'll definitely be tuned in if she if they do complete the TV series. I'll definitely be tuned in for this because I love me some Mariah Carey. Um, can't wait to see who she cast and if you know how they're going to go about it. It's going to be really good. But moving on, Variety reports that the Russo brothers are set to produce and Guy Ritchie will direct the live-action adaptation of Hercules. Now, I don't know. I'm really excited about all these Disney movie live-action movies because some of them are really... It's like hit or miss. Some of them are really, really good, and some of them are like, meh. I really wasn't crazy about Aladdin, but one that really was good to me... Lion King was good. I did like that one. Um, I'm really excited about The Little Mermaid. I cannot wait, but um, Hercules... This sounds exciting, you know, but um, continuing on, the Russo, the Russo brothers say Hercules will be a little bit more experimental in tone and in execution. I don't like that. I don't, 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 don't mess it up now. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. And they continue on saying it will also be a musical, a modern musical inspired by TikTok. That's what they're describing it as. Um, I don't know about that. I hope it is good. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. I'm going to stay positive on this. I don't want to think the negative. Um, we're just going to have to see until they release it. But I am excited to see a live action version of Hercules. That's like one of my favorite Disney movies. Like It's going to be exciting to see who they get the muses, who's going to play Hercules, who's going to play, you know, the god, the goddesses. You know, it, it's going to be really good. So we'll see. I just I don't like the description, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, if it delivers once, you know, they're done filming it and all that. All right, moving on. So we have Drake and 21 Savage. They dropped their joint album, Her Loss. Um, the one track that's been getting so much attention is titled Circo Loco. And um, people are basically accusing Drake of dissing Megan Thee Stallion in the song. I did hear the song for myself. Um, I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself. Hold on, let me just finish and then I'll I'll go after I'm, I'm done with this so look, let me continue so megan i guess people told her about the track or something she automatically decides to go on a twitter rant like pissed she's basically saying you know stop using her shooting for clout you know um just going off just you know bitch ass niggas lame rappers are lame um how are you defending you know, somebody, how are you mad at her because, you know, your homeboy shot her? It's just a lot, a lot. She just was going off, okay? So then, on the other hand, okay, so Jay-Z, he was caught liking and unliking a tweet that defended Megan. Because remember, you know, he he's over Rock Nation. Rock Nation is over Megan Thee Stallion. So basically, he's making money off of Megan Thee Stallion. If we're going to connect the dots, I'm going to connect the dots. So he basically, he was caught liking and unliking a tweet um, that defended Megan Thee Stallion by Mark Lamont Hill, that activist. Um, so basically, Mark Lamont Hill, he tweeted, if Drake released a song with clever world wordplay that mocked the shooting of a male rapper or any man, for that matter, the same people defending him would be outraged. But of course, he would never do that. Okay. Mind you, Drake has said nothing. No statement to clear up anything. Like nothing. He's just, he's sitting back being quiet. I heard the song. I heard the line. First of all, he says shots. 
with an S. He did not say shot. He said shots. From what I got in the line, I, I was not thinking about Megan Thee Stallion. I automatically thought he was talking about girls that get ass shots. He said that she's lying about getting ass shots. That's what I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't see why Drake would diss Megan Thee Stallion. I don't see what he would gain from that. If that was the case, he would have been done. Like, why choose now? He would have been done that, you know, songs ago, albums ago, if he wanted to, you know, diss her or say something crazy about her. Um, I just think, you know, you know, people, I just, it's a reach. And I think um, Megan even, you know, tweeting about it and, and, and blowing it up and making it, like, uh, it's bigger than what it is, like, I just, she didn't have to tweet anything. I mean, I don't, I don't think I honestly, and, and I'm saying this with the purest intentions. I do not think he was talking about her. I do not think it was a shot for her. I don't think he was coming for her. Like, I, I just don't, I don't see that. And I like Drake even more that he's not even coming out with a statement or trying to clear it up or trying like, it's just showing that he don't care. Like, um, I don't know. I don't know, man, but. Moving on, like, so as part of the, you know, as part of the album rollout throughout the week leading up to her loss, you know, being released, Drake faked, <laughs> he faked so many popular things that went viral, which is crazy to me. So he faked, um, him and 21 Savage, they faked a Vogue cover, which I thought was real. I like, was gagged. I gasped. I was so excited. I was like screaming. I basically, like when I saw it, now knowing it's fake now i did not know it was fake then when i first saw it but when i first saw it i like text my mom i'm like mom look at this look how dope this is you know two black men on the cover of a, like i was like it was for me it was like a a culture type of thing like this like how you got it, it was it felt like it was real to me because i was like well how you got two black men on the cover of vogue that looks like a, a vibe cover like that for me it was like the, like that's dope like i thought it was so cool but Come to find out that was a fake. <laughs> so he got me. They got me. And um, they also faked a tiny a tiny desk performance. You know, that that popular uh, tiny desk seg seg um, segment where, you know, people go in, famous people go in and they sing songs, you know, acapella and stuff or rap acapella and stuff. And then they also faked a Howard Stern interview, which is like everybody knows Howard Stern, his interviews are popular everybody looks them up and they also faked a saturday night live performance where they had michael b jordan introduce them so and it all paid off all of it went viral all of them all these little things went viral and these little you know stunts basically promotion stunts and you know a magazine quoted I took a quote from a magazine where they said it's a statement on how little artists of their commercial caliber need press because they have not done any type of press for this album. No type of interviews, no type of promotion, like just these fake um, things of promotion. That's the only thing that has been done to promote this album. But those things have went viral. And because of that, the album is projected to debut at number one in the U.S., knocking Taylor Swift from the top spot with 335 to 350,000 units moved. So congrats to Drake and 21 Savage. Like I said before, I'm going to say it again. You know, I, I don't think Drake was 
taking shots at Megan Thee Stallion. Um, that's how I feel. I heard the line. I heard the song. I don't think he was. Um, but as far as her situation with being shot with Tory Lanez and all that, we will find that all out later this month. Um, you know, look, they will be going to trial for what happened. And it's going to be happening at the end of this month. So it will be put to rest. We will know the truth, you know, and we will know what happened. And um, I know where I stand on it. <laughs> I know what I think. And I'm going to keep it to myself until the trial actually happens. So and, and, and I think from what I read, what I saw, it's going to be on November 28th. So I think once we get that date and once we get a verdict, Megan Thee Stallion will be able to, you know, be free from all of this. And Tory Lane, like, it will be done. It will be put to rest, and we will know what will happen. We will know what happened that night and what is true and what's not true, okay? So moving on to the next um, topic, another celebrity death. I hate reporting these, but um, Aaron Carter, he passed away at 34. He was found at the bottom of his bathtub at home, which is really sad. Um I'm sure a lot of people don't know who Aaron Carter is, especially Gen Z's. Um, millennials, I'm sure you do have an idea of who he is. Um, Aaron Carter is the little brother to Nick Carter. Nick Carter is one of the uh, members of the uber-famous, uber-best-selling group Backstreet Boys, one of the biggest 90s boy bands that was, you know, they came out first and then NSYNC came out after them. And was competing with them, and they were going back and forth um, for you know who was bigger. But Aaron Carter was the little brother of Nick Carter. He had his own little um, you know solo career go on, you know, going on. And um, I, you know, for millennials, you probably seen him on Disney Channel, um, Nickelodeon. He was he did like you know some uh, cameos and popped up. Um, but a lot of millennials know him through uh hillary duff uh lindsey lohan because he dated both of them and it, you know kind of a crazy story they ended up fighting over him publicly it was like really nasty between the two of them but what i where i'm going with that is that hillary duff she paid tribute to him which was really really sweet and you know and she she did a nice message on you know instagram where she said boy did my teenage self love you and which you know me because you know i'm the same age as aaron carter and um hillary duff so it, it put took me back there and i'm like yeah girl you were in love with him i do remember that because you went all gangster well not gangster she went all crazy on Lindsay lohan over the spoil like they both it was <laughs> you, had, it, you had basically you had to be there if you're a millennial you were there you know what i'm talking about but like i was saying before rest in peace to aaron carter rest in peace to take off both gone too soon both you know too young and it's sad but um like i said rest in peace to both of them you know and that was all the topics for this week make sure you subscribe share and like on apple Podcasts, amazon music spotify and youtube make sure to follow the chest and podcast on instagram facebook and twitter Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. A new episode will be uploaded next Tuesday. Thank you. Peace.